This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. Bismillahir إنا أنزلناه في ليلة القدر وما أدراك ما ليلة القدر ليلة القدر خير من ألف شهر تنزل الملائكة والروح فيها بإذن ربهم من كل أمر سلام هي حتى مطنع الفجر رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي فالحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على سيد الانبياء والمرسلين وعلى اله وصحبه ومن استنى بسنته الى يوم الدين اللهم اجعلنا منهم ومن الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر امين يا رب العالمين ثم اما بعد so we begin today inshallah ta'ala with surah number 97 uh, the surah called al-qadr it's about the night of power or the night of decree or the night of great value. There are multiple translations of Qadr possible. Uh, and it's appropriate that we're beginning with that today as we have entered the last 10 nights of Ramadan. There are lots and lots of opinions that are found in our tradition. Some counted as many as 40 opinions, which I thought is hilarious because there's 30 days at the most, but there are 40 opinions about what it could be. But um, there are others like Imam Razi who counts nine different opinions and some even held the view that it's the 13th night or the 19th night or the 23rd, the 21st, the 27th, etc., etc. There's multiple views on what night it could be. Uh, what I'm not going to talk about today is which night it could be. What I will talk to you about, because after studying all of those different opinions and those inclinations, what seems to me the most con- convincing view of what night is Laylatul Qadr is that it's one, any one of these last 10 nights. That's the most compelling argument. And our attitude towards Laylatul Qadr should be almost like it moves every year. Don't think it's one of these nights. It, it's... it's you know, it's a moving target, so you're, you're constantly seeking it. And this is actually something that evidences from some of the signs of Laylatul Qadr. I'll read some of them to you. There are some hadith that point to, you know, what to look for in Laylatul Qadr. Like, you know, uh, Sahaba saw it in a dream. Uh, and, you know, you could, you know, you'll have even believers today that just see it in a dream and they'll, they'll be convinced on their own. It's an ilhami kind of thing. It's not like they can post it online, I saw it in a dream, it's tonight, or whatever. But like, it's for themselves. They can get that feeling that it's tonight. It's an unusual sense of peace or calm. It's, uh, there are some hadith, I'll read them off to you inshallah when the time comes, about what it feels like in the night, etc. But not all, none of that is actually 100%. Because, I mean, there are people that live in you know, Antarctica, and they're not going to get a, like a nice breeze and say, oh, yeah, it must be Laylatul Qadr. Or, <laughs> you know, that's not going to happen. Or there are some people that live in different kinds of climates, um, and they, you know, or they're, they're, they're in Scotland where it's mostly cloudy, right? And then the, the rays of the sun in the morning aren't really a thing, you know? So it's going to be difficult to say, okay, well, these signs are an absolute indication, but these are some indications that have been maybe perhaps alluded to. So it's not a hard science. But, but yet again, I, I remind myself and I remind you that this is a very important quest. Uh, seeking that night and taking advantage of that night is such a big deal that Allah actually dedicated an entire surah, not just an ayah or two ayat, an entire surah of the Qur'an just to this. And if that wasn't enough, in the opening of Surah Al-Dukhan, He did it again. In Surah number 44, He actually did it again. He dedicated the first passage only to this night and what this night implies and what its important importance is. So it's not a small thing. It's, you know, there are other nights 
are days in Islam that have value, right? But, uh, and like, you know, the, the Hajj, its sacred days are there. Of course, the entire month of Ramadan has sacred value. But there's no, not any one of those times in the year or the calendar that has been specified by an entire surah just by itself. That's never happened. The only other thing I can think of is a surah dedicated by a time, and that's the Jumu'ah prayer, Surah Al-Jumu'ah, right? And even that, the entire surah is not dedicated to Jumu'ah. It's the last couple of ayat, 9, 10, and 11. Those are dedicated to the Friday prayer. The rest of the surah is about something else. It leads up to the Friday prayer, right? So this is unique, and this is something that we really should be taking into consideration as we've entered into these nights. And I pray that Allah gives us the opportunity, the strength, the enthusiasm, the sincerity of heart, the genuine tears, that we're able to earn Allah's forgiveness in this time. Okay, so Allah Azza wa Jal begins this surah by saying, "Inna anzalnahu fi qadr." There's no doubt that we, in fact, sent it down in the night of power. Notice in the previous uh, surah we saw the early, the first revelation, Jibril alayhi salam came, but Allah has removed Jibril alayhi salam from the equation, as if to say, "Yes, Jibril came to you, but actually the words are my own." I'm the one who sent it down. So he took credit himself and made it even more direct in the night of power. He described it as not, we sent our messenger Jibreel down to you, but we ourselves sent it down to you in the night of power. Notice also the word who, inna anzalna who. We sent it down, as opposed to Allah saying, we sent the Qur'an down. This is called Dhamiru Sha'an. In other words, when you say it, obviously you're thinking about something that you're expecting people already know. Like if I was talking to you in a conversation and say, hey, did you watch it? Did you see it? And you could either, either you have no idea what I'm talking about, and you say, what's it? What, what did I see? Or both of you are watching the cricket match, or both of you are watching the football game, and when I say, did you see it? I was like, yeah, it was awesome. And none of, nobody said it was the game or the match, both said it was awesome, because it's on our minds. When Allah says, inna anzalna hu, we sent it down, it's actually an indication that the Qur'an, as it started coming down, was on everybody's mind. Like it was, it, this, this was something that became a phenomenon. And it was, it's, when you say, have you heard it? It's like people in Mecca, when they, when they heard the concept, have you heard it? They couldn't think of anything other than Qur'an. It wasn't poetry or some story or anything else that even came in their mind, even the enemy's minds. The Qur'an permeated and flooded the city of Mecca. And so when Allah says it, it's telling the believers, but also even those who don't believe, that it is a reference to the Qur'an itself, and that's, power, that's the, uh, an appreciation of the power and the grandeur of the Qur'an, that it doesn't even have to be spelled out by name and people still know what it's talking about, that what Allah is referring to. And so that's captured inside, inna anzalnahu. The other question that's been raised about inna anzalnahu, that we no doubt sent it down, is it, it goes back to a, an opinion of uh, Ibn Abbas, anhuma, which is an interesting one, and that is that Allah sent the entire Qur'an from the seventh heaven to the first in one night, in this night. Okay, and then from that place, from the first heaven, down to the Prophet ﷺ, over 23 years. Okay, so, so the, the revelation came in two stages. Inzal happened, meaning the complete revelation came down from heaven number seven to heaven number one in one night, and then from there the trickle over, over the next 23 years. And this is attributed to Ibn Abbas <laughs> Scholars are inclined to believe that this is something he learned from the Messenger himself, and the reason they're inclined to believe that is obviously, there's no way for Ibn Abbas as a companion of the Prophet to know what's going on in the seventh heaven or the first heaven. These are matters of the unseen. And the only way he can confidently comment on matters of the unseen is if his knowledge of that is attributed to something he heard from Rasulullah Otherwise he wouldn't be dare saying something like that about the unseen realm. 
right? The only one who can speak with confidence about the unseen is the Messenger of Allah who's informed about the unseen. If a companion is speaking about the unseen, our confidence, especially in a knowledgeable companion like Ibn Abbas anhuma, then our confidence is that he must have learned this knowledge of the unseen from the Prophet He's not quoting him, he's paraphrasing him, but that's why this is called marfu'ah, meaning that this knowledge is actually something acquired from the Messenger of Allah which is why I'm also inclined towards that view. But there's another view of at least this surah and how this ayah can be interpreted. It could be interpreted as, we, sent, we started sending it down in the night of power. Meaning revelation, the process of revelation to the Prophet began in this night. And the who, some argue, is actually going back to the previous surah. Iqra' bismi rabbika alladhi, that we, alladhi khalaq, we sent that down in the night of power. So he's making reference to that in the night of power. Now, a, a minor controversy in our studies, which really isn't, it's, a, it's almost a non-issue, but I'll mention it for academic purposes. Some actually held the view that this Laylatul Qadr is not referring to Ramadan. That is referring to the middle of Sha'ban because there are some narrations that are attributed from Aisha radiallahu anha about the blessings of the month of Sha'ban and it's called Laylatul Mubarakah also and it's, it has to do with decree and things like that. So they held the view that maybe this is not talking about Ramadan, this is talking about the middle of Sha'ban. Now that view is strictly, you know, uh, like outright negated for many reasons and I'll just share one of them with you. Allah says explicitly about the Qur'an, Shahru Ramadan, alladhi unzila fihi. Al-Qur'an. The month of Ramadan is the one in which the Qur'an was sent down. And every night of the month of Ramadan, or every night of, of Ramadan belongs within it, within the revelation month. And of course this night, when Allah says, we sent it down in Laylatul Qadr, Laylatul Qadr must belong in Ramadan. Those two things go hand in hand, and the argument becomes ironclad. There's no other way of looking at it. Okay? So now, I want to share with you just some things about the word Qadr, and three ways that... Um, this, this word Qadr can be interpreted or thought about, inshallah. And that'll help, inshallah, our, our, our framework for this surah and our understanding of what it could mean. The, one of the meanings of Qadr in Arabic is calculation, qiyas, um, and you know, the, the idea of Qadr is to put limit on something, or taqdir is to, to calculate the extent of something, or qadrnahu manazila, we calculated the stages for the moon, and set the stages for the moon. So one way that this is interpreted and this is corroborated by what Allah says in Surah Al-Dukhan, I'll take you there in a second, um, is that this is, a, this is a time, this is a night, in which Allah sends decisions, major decisions, for the rest of the year. And all the good decisions, okay? All the good decisions for the rest of the year are sent, who's going to earn what, who's going to enjoy what happiness, what child is going to be born, what marriage is going to take place, what good and what bad, and who's going to come to Islam, and who's going to you know, die a peaceful death, whatever it may be. All of those decisions are actually, they're already known by Allah, but the angels come to start executing those decisions in this night. This is the night, you know how you have like in governments, you have like the budget and then the execution of the budget. This is like, this is that day. This is that day where the heavens and the decree that is made by Allah is sent down and the decisions are now starting to get executed by the angels. And that's one of the ways to understand Laylatul Qadr. In light of that, I'll read something to you from Surah Al-Dukhan. Hamim wal kitab al-mubin. Hamim, I swear by the clear book. Inna anzalnahu fi laylatin mubarakatin. We sent, certainly we sent it down, meaning the, the book down, in a night that is full of blessings, that keeps on enhancing its blessings, keeps on producing more good than you would ever expect. Keep this word in mind. Mubaraka means a, something that has been given the ability to multiply and to grow. Okay, so that's what some mubarak means, something that stays, multiplies and grows. Okay, 
And we're going to come back to that when we come to this Surah Al-Qadr that we're learning, because we're going to see a multiplication. And that's going to be the tafsir of Mubarakah. Why is it a night that multiplies and grows? And he says, إِنَّا كُنَّا مُنْذِرِينَ We've always been one to give warnings. فِيهَا يُفْرَقُوا كُلُّ أَمْرٍ حَكِيمٍ In it, every wise decision has been separated and distinguished. Every wise decision. Allah says, this is the night of great decision making. And Qadr is actually decree, limits, and those decisions have now been issued by Allah Azza wa Jal. He says, Amram min indina. These are commands that come from us. Inna kunna mursilim. You've always been sending them. Rahmatam min rabbik. Innahu huwa samiul alim. It is a mercy. Meaning all of these commands entail in them a mercy and love from Allah. These are loving commands from Allah. They are not, the, the, the decisions that come in this night are not decisions of destruction or calamity and things like that. They are decisions of mercy and, and love and care from Allah. And He certainly is and this is the important part, إِنَّهُ هُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ He certainly he is, is the ultimately hearing, all-knowing. What's going on inside of your heart, and what du'as you're making, especially in this night, Allah is hearing. So that's what He's saying in these, in these ayat of Surah Al-Dukhan. And we have to absolutely be convinced of that. رَبِّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُقِنِينَ The master of the skies and the earth, and whatever lies in between them, if you are thoroughly convinced yourselves. May Allah give us the blessings of Laylatul Qadr. The second meaning of Qadr is actually manzila, uh, or, or sharaf, uh, nobility, honor. This is the night of great honor. Why? And you can think of it like this. The most honorable of the angels, Jibreel, came in this night. And he came with the most honorable book of Allah, the Qur'an. And he gave it to the most honorable messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Right? And the most honored of knights. So it's a combination of all these honors and glory, you know, uh, glories that come together in Laylatul Qadr. Right? So it's actually almost like the first ayah, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي Laylatul Qadr is almost describing one of the things that makes this night so noble and so honorable. So, so far I've given you decree and I've given you honor. Uh, another meaning of Qadr or Qudra is actually power. Uh, its power. And so this is a night in which we should have complete faith in the power of Allah to change things, to change our, our fate, to change our behavior, to change, to give us, you know, to empower us to do things, because Allah has endowed this night with unusual strength and unusual power. And it's a manifestation of Allah's miracles in this night. After all, the greatest miracle ever given to humanity, the Qur'an was given in this night, the most powerful word of Allah. So then we should have more belief in miraculous answerings of du'as in this night than any other night. And then a rare opinion that I also found that was, was interesting is the word qadr also means congestion or when something is constrained. And that's the meaning we saw in Surah Al-Fajr. When, when a, a, a believer or a human being, his rizq has been limited and congested and instead of qabd, qadr was used, right? So some say that actually so many angels descend in this night, and there's a hadith about how there are more angels than the grains of sand on the earth on this night that descend. And that actually suggests that there are angels that otherwise don't descend on the earth. I mean, the, the world has angels. Allah does send angels. But He sends more angels tonight that are actually meant for the skies, but only come to the earth for this night. You know, and He, the, he, he floods this world so much that it actually gets congested. There's no room for any evil left in this world. It's completely flooded and, and filled with angels. So now, uh, th- these four implications that I've given you, of course, the most uh, commonly iterated one in light of Surah Al-Dukhan is that this is the night of decree. That this is the night that decisions are going to be made for the rest of the year. And now the great decision, the greatest decision of Allah of, for humanity, which was the coming of the final revelation, is also part of that night. Now, 
فَيَنْبَغِي أَن تُعَدَّ لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ عِيدَ نُزُولِ الْقُرْآنِ Just general thing about, Allah says, ذَكِّرْهُمْ بِأَيَّامِ اللَّهِ Quran says, remind people of Allah's days. And of Allah's days, or Allah's night in this case, the most valuable of all nights is the Quran, is, is the night of the Quran, meaning Laylatul Qadr. And he says that this is actually considered, Mufassir says, that, Ibn Abashur says that this should be considered the Eid of the Quran. Like this is the anniversary of the Quran that we're celebrating in this night. Now, وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ What could give you any clue what the night of power, the night of decree, the night of calculation, uh, what, what could it be? What could, what could give you any clue? This is Allah's way of saying, I'm about to tell you the main things you need to know about Laylatul Qadr. The, the, the core concepts that you need to internalize for you to value this night and not lose sight of, you know, so you never become you know, someone who doesn't take advantage of it. Before I go on, I mean, I started by saying we don't know which night it is. And I do want to mention a couple of interesting bits of wisdom that have been talked about, like especially by Imam Razi and others, about why, why, why he thinks Allah didn't let us know. Like there's even a narration in which the Prophet ﷺ remembered it and he was made to forget it, right? Uh, and he says actually, he compares it to another incident in the Prophet's life ﷺ, in which somebody was sleeping and the Prophet ﷺ told Ali to wake him up to pray. And so Ali rushed and woke him up to pray. And then Ali said, usually you, Ya Rasulullah, you, you rush to do things like this yourself. Why did you tell me to do it? Like I've always seen you, when you see any opportunity to do good, Instead of telling someone else to do it, you do it yourself. And I'm curious why you made me do that. And he said, well, actually, because if I did it and he got lazy and he didn't listen or he shooed me off, that would have been an act of disbelief, right? If, if he shooed you off and didn't respond, then he's just being lazy. But with me, if he's defying me, then that's, that's a pretty big deal. With that mentality in mind, if we knew Laylatul Qadr is tonight and we dismissed it, that would be a huge crime. After an entire surah has been revealed to the believer about how big a deal it is, and then the believer kind of, eh, not in the mood today. If he did that or she did that, that would be a major, major crime. Because as grand as something is, it is equally as grand, it's violation. It's actually a mercy of Allah that He didn't open that door. That He didn't just say, this is the night, it's problem solved. And this was actually in our favor, may Allah make us of those who humbly seek this night and find it. Anyhow, so now the first value of the night, Laylatul Qadri Khayrum bin Alfi Shahar. The night of power or the night of decree uh, uh, is better than a thousand months. It's better than a thousand months. And this thousand months is, some have looked at it as literally as thousand months and calculated 83 years and four months, and this is how good it is. So if you prayed today, if you prayed Fajr, then you should take a vacation for 83 years and four months. It's not like that. Let's just get that out of the way. That's not what this means. Uh, the other thing you should know is that Allah Azza wa Jal, when He mentions time like a thousand, like a thousand years, al-fasanatin, He adds sometimes bimma ta'uddun, from what you can count. In other words, I would almost imply here, it's better than a thousand months that you can imagine. And a thousand months is basically a lifetime. Eighty some years is basically a, an average person's lifetime. So Allah's way of saying, this is in your estimation, this night is better than an entire lifetime. Find this night and you found an entire good life for yourselves. Subhanallah. Here we were thinking about the decisions that are going to go from this year to the next year. And Allah Azza wa says, yes, even though those decisions are there, this night is so noble and so grand and so powerful, this can set the course of the rest of your life. It can actually change everything about your life. Laylatul Qadri Khayru bin al It's not just that every prayer you make counts a thousand, like you prayed for a thousand months, and that's true. 
every dhikr you do counts like you did it for a thousand months. It's not just that. That, that would be amazing enough. But the, the, the larger implication here is, this is better than an entire lifetime. Laylatul Qadri khayrun min al So we have to like, genuinely seek this night in order to transform ourselves and have hope in the rest of our lives becoming completely blessed by Allah Azza wa Jal. So he, this is the first value he gave. By the way, Qadr in Arabic also means value. Qadr in the, so it's a night of value. And so Laylatul Qadri Khairun Min Alfi Shahar is the first answer to the question, what is the value? It's, if it's the night of value, what is its value? Well, its value is more than a thousand months. By the way, remember the word more, Khairun Min, it's better than. He didn't say how much better than. Is it a thousand times better than a thousand months? Is it a million times better than a thousand months? He didn't qualify, he just said it's better than a thousand months. Which means a thousand months is just what we can imagine, but this is far beyond that too. Because if it was... You know, Laylatul Qadr is mithlu al shahar. It's like a thousand months. That would have been something. This is better than a thousand months. So now, the next item. One meaning of Qadr was value, and that's kind of answered by the value of this being better than a thousand months. The next question is, we said decree. The commands of Allah that come for, for every issue. So the next ayah will actually deal with the other meaning of qadr. That angels descend along with ar-ruh, the spirit, what the Bible calls the Holy Spirit, what Quran calls ar-ruh, which means Jibreel alayhi salam himself. So all the angels descend, and also Jibreel alayhi salam, special guest in the house. Actually, the original star of Revelation, the original you know, of all the angels, the one that brought the Qur'an to begin with, himself celebrates the anniversary of the night of the Qur'an by coming down again himself. That's, just think about what just we're talking about here. And he's muta'ah, thamma amin. Qur'an describes him as a, someone of having a huge following. Not only him, his original team that used to come with the legion of the Qur'an, all of them are now descending in, in, into, this hev- into these heavens and into the earth. This is the same Jibreel alayhi salam who brought the book to Musa alayhi salam, to Isa alayhi salam, who, you know, ayyadnahu bi ruh al-Qudus, the one who gave it to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam, and he's in our company this night. And all of his, you know, all of his followers, and then all the other angels. So Allah says, you know, angels, you can think of them like different departments. The first heaven has its angels, the second has its angels, the third has its angels. Angels stationed for different tasks. Right? Allah will describe sometimes angels that guard us, other times angels that have the job of, of writing what we do. Other times he'll describe angels that just go around the arsh and only do istighfar. There are angels doing different things. And tonight, all the angels have been taken off task and just sent down. Even the angel Jibreel alayhi salam from Inda Sidratil Muntaha, right by Sidratul Muntaha, where his maqam is, you know, where he's Amin, from there he descends and he's come down for this night. And so he says, in that night, all of them descend بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ by leave from their master. This is an important thing to understand. Angels have their own work to do. They have their own tasks. And Allah has given them freedom from whatever tasks they do, now to come do this. To come descend here. That's why بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ is important. Then he says, مِن كُلِّ أَمْرِ by, by Allah's permission, they come with every kind of command. Every kind of issue. And that means that if it's a health issue, a personal issue, a family issue, a war issue, a you know, a spiritual issue, an emotional issue, a physical issue, a financial issue. It doesn't matter what kind of issue, Allah Azza wa Jal has de- decreed that they come to solve all kinds of issues and help people with all kinds of issues, de- declaring the qadr of Allah, declaring the decree of Allah in this night for those who seek it. So the angels are just all around us, hovering around us, they've flooded our space, and they're ready to give what Allah has written for us. Subhanallah. 
This is tanazzalul malaikatu wa ruhu fiha bi idni rabbihim min kulli amrin. By the way, the present tense of this ayah uh, actually also suggests that this is not just that first time that it happened when the Qur'an was revealed, that it keeps happening, meaning this happens every single year. Because that was also a question raised in tafsir. Was Laylatul Qadr that one time? Or is it going to happen every year? Or is it the same descent of the angels every year? And Allah didn't just say the angel descended, and the, or, and the Ru, Jibreel descended. He says they descend, meaning this is a continuous thing. It's a gift Allah gives to humanity every single year. So وَمَعْنَا بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ أَنَّ هَذَا التَّنزِيلِ كَرَامَةٌ أَكْرَمَ اللَّهُ بِهَا الْمُسْلِمِينَ بِأَنْ أَنزَلَ لَهُمْ فِي تِلْكَ اللَّيْلَ جَمَاعَاتٍ مِنَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَفِيهِمْ أَشْرَفُهُمْ Legions of angels and among them the most noble among them descend. This is the gift of Allah to the Muslims. Talking about بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ or مِنْ كُلِّ أَمْر uh, some have also say يَحْفَظُونَ مِنْ أَمْرِ اللَّهِ they, they secure the command of Allah. Allah has issued His decree and now they're going to make sure that it's, ex- uh, you know, it's executed. Now, we quickly get to the last ayah. And you know, as we get to this ayah, Allah will now give us another meaning of qadr. Qadr also means limit. قَدْ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدْرًا Allah has put a limit on everything. So if you notice the, the first answer was about the value of Laylatul Qadr. The second answer was about the decree of Laylatul Qadr. And the third answer, the third ayah on the subject is about the limit of Laylatul Qadr. Okay? And the limit meaning how long does it last? That's another meaning of Qadr. So beautifully, I don't even have to describe the organizational structure of the surah to you. Every one of its ayat after the question, are telling you something unique about Qadr. Each one of them a unique item about Qadr. One of them, once again, about its value, better than a thousand months. One of them about its decree, because that's the meaning of Qadr too. And one of them about its limit. And the one about its limit to me is the most fascinating one. Salamun hiya hatta matla'il fajr. I'll start with what makes it most, most unique. Matla' meaning the rise of fajr. Not the early, early break of fajr. The rise of fajr, sun's already coming out. The sky's already turned. In other words, Allah made this night, He's so merciful and so grand and so, so, so giving in this night, that instead of the, you know how our fast ends when it's still dark? It's still kind of dark, and it's just the second fajr comes in, but not Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr continues until you start seeing light itself. He extended it, and he extended its value until Matla'il Fajr. So its, its, its limit is unlike any other night. He still counts the early morning part of this Fajr as part of the night. That's a unique gift of Laylatul Qadr that Allah Azza wa Jal enhanced its, its duration for us. Of course, he used the word Salamun Hiya. And those of you who are even a little bit familiar with Arabic, the normal sentence structure is Hiya Salamun. It's the Mubtada and the Khabar, Hiya Salamun. But he reversed that sequence and he said, Salamun Hiya. And what that does, was salamu Mastar, or Ismu Mastar, Ma'anahu was Salama. And what this does is actually he creates a kind of ikhtisas. This night, there's no peace like this night. Like there's no night that has the, the kind of peace that this night has. That's salamun hiya. Peace like no other in it. Peace like no other in it. Um, it's a tangent, I'll come back to salamun, but I should mention it because there's some interesting, fun interpretations that have been found among our salaf that others have completely dismissed as silly, but I thought they're adorable, so I'll, I'll share them with you. So you have, uh, you know, some people hold the view that the Laylatul Qadr is the 27th, right? So they literally counted inna, first word, anzalnahu, second word, fi, third word, Laylat Qadr. So when you get to hiya, it, uh, that's the word number 27. So they said, this is it. 
because it's it. You know, so that's the 27th night. Uh, that's one, one way that some people have derived that it's the 27th night. The other, which is really cool, um, and some say is also attributed to Ibn Abbas, I'm not so sure, is the words Laylatul Qadr, uh, Laylatul Qadr is made up of nine letters. Okay, that's ni- a nine letter combination of words. And that's mentioned three times. Inna anzalnahu fi Laylatul Qadr, wa ma adraka ma Laylatul Qadr, Laylatul Qadri khayrun min alfi shahar, nine times three, 27, there you go, 27th night. This is done deal. <laughs> right? So, others said this is silly, this has nothing to do with anything. But uh, well, I thought I should mention it as I got to here, because, you know, I remember this is it, you know. So, now, what, let's understand the word salam, because that's actually a very heavy word in this entire surah. I mean, there are two words that, in a sense, dominate this surah, two or three words. It's, uh, you know, there's qadr, there's khair. You, you see a key word in every ayah. The, the, the first couple of ayat is qadr. The second key word is khair, khairu min alfi shahar. The third key word is amr, min kulli amr. And then the final word is salam. You know, and all of them have something to do with qadr in the end, at the end of the day. You know, the qadr itself, then of course betterment, and then the commandment of Allah, or the decree of Allah, and finally peace. Actually, salam tells you everything that happens in this night. None of it is for destruction, none of it is for punishment, none of it is for, you know, death. It's all for giving people peace, security, safety, calm, etc. The, the word salam, the way it's used in the Qur'an is important to note, it's one of the names of Allah. Al-Quddusul Mu'minus Salam. Right? So, Salam is one of the names of Allah Azza wa Similarly, Jannah is called Darus Salam. One of the names of Jannah is the place of peace, the place of Salam. So, it's a name of Allah, it's the name for heaven itself, Darus Salam. So, Fusir Salam Bil Khair. Also, by the way, when something is terribly unsafe, like a fire, and you want it to, all its dangers should be removed. Uh, like Ibrahim salam's case, when he was thrown in the fire, kuni bardan wa salaman, become become cold and become peace itself, become peace. Now the 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 remarkable language subtlety inside this ayah, not only salamun first and hiya second in the in the sequence, but there's something else that's really beautiful here that should be observed, and that is that um, the word salam, what's called in Arabic, it's it's a masdar, it's an infinitive, and that would be the English equivalent of peace. No, a night is not peace, a night is peaceful. Right? A night is actually technically not peace itself, it's peaceful. Allah didn't say the night is peaceful. He said the night is peace itself. As if, as if to say, not only is this night peaceful, but actually if you can take advantage of this night, then you have found what itself? Peace itself for the rest of your life. You found ultimate peace. As if there's no such thing as, if you, you haven't experienced what peace means, if you haven't found this night. That's the kind of statement, this mubalagh statement that's being made about salamun, hiya hatta matla'il fajr. Then similarly, this, uh, 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 the, the salam can also be considered a commandment here. Uh, like you know, in English, we say, for example, silence! As opposed to saying, be silent. Be silent is a command. But a teacher can also say, silence! Or a, a judge can say, order. Right? Uh, it doesn't say become orderly, it just says order. So sometimes a noun is used to issue a command. That meaning actually suggests, salamun hiya hatta matla'il fajr. You better be at peace. No fighting, no arguing, no nothing in this night. 
I have sent angels down, I've sent my qadr down, this is the most valuable night, this night you better be in complete submission before Allah, you better be at peace with Allah, salam dhuddul harb, it's the opposite of war, you better not be thorny with anybody else, you better not be snippy with anybody else, you better be good with Allah and good to humanity, be at peace and submission this night. It's like a suggestion at the end or a commandment at the end. Until Fajr comes, just drop every, every other conflict, drop every other tension, let it all go. Just be at peace. Salamun hiya hatta matla al-fajr. And then others have d- extracted from it, how will you know that it's uh, Laylatul Qadr? You'll feel a special kind of peace in this night that you don't feel otherwise. When you stand in prayer, you'll feel a kind of tranquility, you'll want to stay in the prayer that otherwise you've never felt before. It's an unusual spiritual experience to feel the kind of calm that Allah gives a believer in, the night of, in, in this night in Laylatul Qadr. And so, we, you know, th- these are the things we look for in Laylatul Qadr. I'll just read at the end what I was going to read to you in the beginning. Just some things to look for that are found in hadith literature about seeking the night uh, and what its, you know, what its value is. So of course, Al-Ajal wal-Arzaq khilal al-Am fiha yufraku kullu amrin hakim Our limits are maybe the time of our departure before Allah. All of our provisions, all of that is decreed in this night. That's one of its blessings. Of course, angels descend. What do they descend with? Bil-khayri wal-barakati wal-rahmati wal-maghfira. They descend with everything good, with everything blessed, with, with all of Allah's mercy and His forgiveness. Um, and by the way, like I was saying before, it, it perhaps suggests that the, kind, the angels that descend in this night are only meant for this night. Like they don't descend any other time. And especially that is true of Jibreel alayhi salam. Then just some ways to tell if this is the night. And again, there may be geographical restrictions here. Inni kuntu uritu al-qadri thumma The Prophet says وسلم, in this narration, I was made to see Laylatul Qadr and then I was made to forget it. الأواخر, and it's in the last ten nights. It's a, it's a calm night, not too hot, not too cold. And it's it has a moon that uh you know, its, its stars are also brilliant, or, or you know, it, it overshadows its stars, uh, and its shaitan doesn't come out, meaning no, no evil comes out in it, people don't erupt in it until the fajr comes. At-tama'nina, like we say, salamun hiya hatta matla'al fajr, it's peace until the morning time, until fajr time, uh, or until dawn of fajr. That actually means people are unusually at peace in this night. Uh, so even when you go to taraweeh and stuff, nobody's annoyed, and nobody's pushing and shoving, or... Kids aren't a circus outside. Like everything's a little more calm than usual. There's something going on, you know. Um, then he says, "Laylatul Qadr, Laylatul Talqa, la Harra, la Barida, Tusbihu Shamsu, Yomaha, Hamra, Daifa." Some say that the the, uh, the the breeze is soft. This is Rawahu Ibn Khusayma wa Sahahu Albani, and the the sun is kind of red. As the sun rises, it's got a reddish tone to it. And it's weak, it's not an intense sun when it rises. Uh, it could be that Allah shows a believer what night it is in, this, in their sleep, um, as happened with several companions. And then the Prophet says, This is again Ibn Khuzayma. He says the, the number of angels on this night exceed the number of pebbles or even you know, uh, peb- small grains of sand on the earth. And so these are just a few signs. Finally, I want to share with you the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ about Laylatul Qadr. He says, "Man qama Laylatul Qadri imanan wahtisaban, ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhambihi. Whoever can stand in the night of Laylatul Qadr, meaning pray. So the best thing you can do in Laylatul Qadr, as the night starts, is pray. Nawafil, nawafil, nawafil. And the best thing you can do is when you're in sajda, 
Just make du'as. Just cry to Allah and make du'as. But then Allah didn't just say pray. Although the Prophet didn't just say pray. He gave certain qualities to that prayer. So let me explain those qualities to you. One, imanan. Whoever prayed before Allah out of, out, out of faith. Meaning, it's not just faithfully. They were driven, they were completely convinced that this prayer is going to be the best thing that's happened to me. They have this confidence and this reliance on Allah in, this, in these prayers like no other. That's one. Then, wahtisaban. Ihtisab means someone who takes full stock of themselves. I'm aware of my sins, I'm aware of my flaws, I'm aware of what I've done, I'm aware of what I'm ashamed of before Allah, and I'm coming before Allah standing in prayer, ashamed and humiliated and completely convinced that Allah will forgive me and bless me, and will let, let, let my sins pass. So I'm coming before Allah, humiliated, in tears, in full account of myself, like a confessional prayer. This is a confessional prayer, ihtisaban. If you can pull that off, غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِن ذَنْبِهِ Whatever took place of any kind of embarrassing sin such a person had done, has all been guaranteed to be forgiven. All of it is guaranteed to be forgiven. If we can stand before Allah in that kind of prayer tonight. That kind of prayer is harder to do together. That kind of prayer is much easier to do when you're by yourself. This is the time, this is, this is one of those nights, where if you're lazy by yourself, of course come to the masjid, join the jama'ah and, and do that. But this is the night where you just want to just be you and Allah in tears. That's what it, that's what it needs to be. You stand before Allah, recite the Qur'an, you know, make your du'as before Allah, and become of those that are fortunate enough to have found this, this layla and, and found forgiveness of Allah in it. You know, our, we're fortunate also that our nights are not very long anymore. Not, there's not that much time. Get some rest, pray, get some rest, pray again, get some rest, pray again. But, but do that in these nights. May Allah Azza wa Jal help all of us find Laylatul Qadr. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Hakim wa nafa'ani wa iyaakum bil ayati wa dhikr al-Hakim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.